Greetings, folks. It's Daniel from Far Beyond Metal, the thing you're listening to. Um, what you're about to hear is the first episode I threw together back when uh, Far Beyond Metal briefly had a Patreon. It is myself and my wife uh, chatting, and I'm setting up a bunch of music for her to listen to. It is a reaction episode sort of thing. If you want to listen along, you may do so at the link in the episode description or over at farbeyondmetalpodcast.com episodes. There you can find the link as well. I'll hopefully have something for you guys soon. Creatively, I've kind of been distracted. I'm in a new band. Uh, follow us at alo.prog on Instagram. We're called Alo. Uh, yeah, that's kind of where my mind's been. I have episode ideas coming up as well as interviews that I'm sort of hoping to set up, but uh, we're kind of in the slow season, so episodes are going to slow down for a little bit, but we'll see what happens. Uh, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this fun reaction episode of Farther Beyond Metal. <laughs> folks welcome to the first patreon episode of farther beyond metal the far beyond metal patreon exclusive program show thing i'm your host and guide on this metal journey daniel cordova uh in our first episode in this what's going to be a very experimental kind of all over the place supplementary is that the word i want secondary supplementary supplementary audio content thing we're going to dabble with the whole reaction format and i have my in-home content machine, my lovely wife, Katsubo. That's me. Katie Cordova. Hey. Hey, how, how are you? Oh, you know, pretty good. Since the last time I saw you when you went upstairs, nothing's happened. Um, <laughs> I showered. I'm cleaner now. Oh, well, that's good. I was sweaty before, and now I'm only a little sweaty now because that's my natural state between May and October. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know what I do. Anyway, uh, so in this episode, we're g- I'm going to play you some songs, and you're going to give me your gut reactions to them. I have supplied you with pages of where to find the lyrics. Uh, they are on the Encyclopedia Metallum, or the Metal Archives page. I will call out exactly what song, because the links I sent you take you to the albums, mm. and then you can poke on the lyrics from there. Uh, if you are interested, you can also see album art, credits, all that good stuff, but I can fill you in on most of that. Mm-mm. Song two, I don't know a lot about, so that'll be a fun thing for both of us, but I know a lot about the other ones. Um, listeners, uh, in the episode descriptions, you can find the a Spotify playlist for these songs, as well as YouTube links for all the songs, if you want to listen along, or if you want to see what we're gabbing about, because I'm not going to drop them in the actual audio. That seems like a whole thing, legal stuff. Anyway, so are you ready to hear our first song? I am so ready I don't know if you're ready. Oh, shit. (laughs) So the first song is by one of my favorite heavy bands of all time. Uh, It's possible that you have heard this song at some point in our lives. Um, It is from the album City by Strapping Young Lad. It is called Oh My Fucking God. So we got a scream right off the bat. How are you feeling about that? Well, I just wonder why he's so angry. Or not angry, emotional. He'd scream for other reasons. Uh, it was, I think, 1997 when this album came out, and he was an intentionally like trying to make an angry record on this one. Okay. So the lyrics are very angry mm. by design. Okay. 
You know, I'm looking at the lyrics and I already don't know where we are. Oh, uh, we're so far on ah. Uh, oh. oh, wait, wait. Actually, this whole italicized section was some audio clip from a movie we've never heard of. Okay. But he's about to say the first proper word here. Oh, okay. Which is demon, which I actually didn't know. Oh, here's the fun part. Are you able to follow along with these lyrics? Uh-huh. And what do you think so far the general like uh, thesis of this would be? The general thesis of <laughs> this? Um, well, it seems like he is... Um, you know, trying to express a certain vibe um, in a very short period of time. He's speaking very quickly. Um, maybe he's in a meeting and people aren't listening to him. Or, um, well, he's a man, so probably not that. Um, but, you know, it's it, it's very speedy. And the, the second verse is a little grimier. But he's about to hit the first chorus, which is great, right here. Oh my fucking God. You know, we can all kind of feel that right now. We go outside and we just scream it to the heavens. And I mean, that's that general vibe I, I get. Mm -hmm. It's kind of my natural state of being, I guess. And, and you, you've you heard me say this band name before, Strapping Alive. This, of course, vo on vocals is Mr. Devin Townsend. Oh, yes. We're best friends. I, I've seen his face in person. You've seen him twice, I believe. Hmm. Uh, both times at the Regency in San Francisco. Yes. One time you were super sick. Yeah, and, and we were sitting. <laughs> we were sitting upstairs, and Monuments played a band that had a saxophone. I remember this. And then Devin Townsend played. He had a glowing stage underneath him. Mm -hmm. And he played more, his more melodic stuff. He didn't play anything like Strapping Lad because he has like moved past all this, but fans like me have not. <laughs> uh, currently in the song, if you are not following along for some weird reason, it's just kind of an instrumental break of chaos. And it's, there's, it is chaotic. There's screaming and swirling, and I think eventually it comes back to the chorus, but I forget when. And then I'll pause it before we get to our next song here in 40 seconds. But yeah, and then the other time you saw him is when he played with Between the Barrier to Me, another favorite of yours, I know. Just all my faves. Who play all the super long songs with all the million billion parts. There's the last chorus. Mm. Ba -dum, bum, 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 ba -dum, ba -dum. It's interesting because, I mean, compared to some of the other things that I know about him, lyrically, if you just look at the lyrics, it's still, like, very artsy and nerdy and... Oh, absolutely. ...doesn't... Like, if I listened to this song and I didn't have the lyrics in front of me, first of all, I wouldn't know what the fuck was happening. Um, but they don't... It almost seems like they are, uh, you know, competing against each other. The sounds versus the lyrics. I didn't realize there was a weird shout out to Adidas in this song. <laughs> yeah. The last verse, sexuality, eroticism, and a sexual persuasion. Man, man or woman makes no difference in the outcome. No fashion, no tolerance for stupidity or ignorance. Adidas or the arch deluxe. And time is now an object. I don't really know what that means, but those last two themes like do seem like shoe shoutouts. I don't know what the Arch Deluxe is. I thought it was McDonald's. Oh, oh, maybe, maybe that could be. I know he is a vegetarian, as he says in uh, 
either deconstruction or the mighty masturbator. I forget what song that is. I literally never heard anyone call it the Arch Deluxe, but <laughs> it sounds like it'd be a sandwich. Mm-hmm. What goes on the Arch Deluxe? Oh, um, mayonnaise, of course, and um, onions. And that's it. Full stop. We mayonnaise and onions. No, no sauce, no patties, just mayonnaise. Uh, what do you think mayonnaise is? Sorry, no patties, cheese, sesame seeds? Sesame seeds at least or no? No, I don't like sesame Those seeds. Those naked buns? Naked bun. There's a patty. Um, no cheese, though. It's just... <laughs> mayonnaise and onions. <laughs> the Arch Deluxe. <laughs> Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, I ate it. <laughs> I would probably eat it, but listen. Are you ready for our next song? Okay. Okay, so that's going to be link number two. I got to find the link again. And this is uh, the one I probably know the least about on this list I sent you. And I wanted to include this band because of their abrasive name and abrasive nature. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was at the radio station KSSU in Sacramento, and I was the young fledgling metal guy, the um, the metal director gave me the CD because he knew I could handle a review of it. And everyone else kind of saw it as a punishment. Well, not this CD in particular, this band, I should say. Uh, this is from a more recent album of theirs called Reign Supreme. And this is a band called Dying Fetus. Mm-hmm. And this is their al- their song, Invert the Idols, which is a, a two-minute long track. They had a lot longer ones, but uh, let's get through this together. Two minutes. Here we go. You know how I feel about long songs, so there's this already, is a plus. There's already so many notes going on at the beginning of this song. Musically, this is incredible or not so much musically well i like it but like technologically there he is okay so this song has a goblin in it Mm -hmm, absolutely uh they are known for their what they call pig vocals and guttural like squeals Mm -hmm. so it's usually low kind of vocals which i think we're getting a lot of yeah there they are yeah lyrically what do you got going on here uh High on the mists of the church, they never quite see where they are. Like God, their devil is an icon for face-painting frauds. Hmm. Are they calling out, like, the fake gamer girls of the metal world? I'm not sure. I kind of, based on the title alone, Invert the Idols, it seemed like it'd be a, like an anti-church thing. Invert the Idols would be like flip a cross upside down and you're suddenly spooky. But if well, you're... Face-painting frauds is where mm, I... Yeah, black metal. That could definitely be a call out there. Like God, their devil is an icon for face-painting frauds. Inverted shout-out to the Lords of Chaos. I, I've completely lost where we are. Yeah, I'm, I distract you. I'm the sorry. The devil is a joke in the real world. Where death is never far. There's a, a Twitter account called Metal. I think it's Black Metal Lyrics and Cats, and they just like do like spooky pictures of cats with Black Metal Lyrics. Mm-hmm. And your monotone reading of these lyrics, I think, would be a good <laughs> thing of that. Just Katie reads Metal Lyrics. You're about to say something, and I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, I just. I mean, this Ooh, is breakdown. Not a. Not. Um, a critique of them individually or specifically, but are we supposed to be able to understand what they say in anything like this? Like, is the point that it is unintelligible? I'm very curious about those last lines of the song that were very, very low and guttural. Um, as to your question, uh, I think it was explained to me once and it's something I sort of took to heart where lyrics like or vocal delivery like this it's considered to be more of a crussive delivery which is more about the intensity than the words and like 
I feel like if you go up there and just make noises, you're going to feel like a fool. So they want to putting lyrics to it. Mm -hmm. That's my own kind of thing with it. And I'm currently in a band with a a metal vocalist who does indeed scream. And it works with the kind of music we're playing. Uh, I can't do it. It, There's a way to do it where you don't get hurt. And it's something I do find impressive when done well. But like I, like you, would prefer to be understood. So I think it's like one of those if you know, you know things Mm -hmm. with a band like Dying Fetus or a Pig Destroyer or the likes well i also just think i mean i i get like how it sounds but it seems like it would be something maybe you do for part of the song and i know that some some bands do that where they'll kind of like alternate between like styles of singing or or singers um but so, yeah like this one no, the whole way through, it's just goblin sounds. I, I think some people just can't do the sing delivery. Mm. Like a singer like Devin Townsend is gifted in that he has figured out how to be both melodic and cookie monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if this gentleman can do singing his own side stuff, but he prefers not to in this band. And I think for a band called Dying Fetus, it seems right. Well, you know, I'm just here to say everyone can sing. Everyone? Everyone. Go. No, thank you. Okay, great. I can, but I choose not to. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, that was... That was something. I uh, almost picked another song by them. I'm going to see if I can quickly find the title of it. I'm not going to play it, though. It is... Oh, yes, it's actually on this album. It's called From Womb to Waste. (laughs) And it opens with this, like... Actually, maybe I will... No, 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 I'm not going to play it. It starts with this, like, monotone... uh, Like, I don't know if it's a sample or maybe a friend of theirs that they brought in. But she just comes in and she's like, I have a baby. I do drugs. I don't want either of them. Blah, I'm going to kill the baby. And it's something to that effect. And I'm assuming the rest of the song is about abortions? Or just baby death or something? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a bop, as those those kids say. It's a bop. Are you for our next track? Uh huh. Okay, this is a song I know you've heard before. In fact, <laughs> you heard it last night. Okay, what did I say about it last night? I don't know if you said anything about it, and I'm actually gonna quickly poke the lyrics for you because I I don't even really want it to spoil. But they're right at the top of your screen. Okay. I'm gonna play a song now. That was You Suffer by Napalm Death. Uh, It includes four words, and it asks the question, You suffer, but why? Does it include four words, though? Here they are again. Yeah, you suffer. They're all there. You suffer, why? I just hear you. You suffer, why? Mm. I mean, that's a great question, you know? I think we're all asking it. Uh, so you say you like a short song, um, and, and this song either is or was the Guinness World Record for shortest song on an album, and they play it live, and the count-in for the song is longer than the song. They go, I mean, and they usually play it twice. I respect that. I feel like they're pranking their audience, but the audience loves the prank. And I think it's a—it's like their most known song. Well, I mean, you know, who doesn't have time to listen to it, you and, know? And the reason I know you heard it last night is because I showed you a video of a, ba- of a couple having their first dance to the song 
because they the guy got on the microphone and was like, "Hey, I'm not much of a dancer, so we're gonna keep this short." And they played "You Suffer," and then they walked away, and it was a, vi- a metal viral sensation. <laughs> uh, when we had our wedding, which was we played a beautiful song as our first dance, which was the "Book of Love" uh, cover by Peter Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Um, I adore that song. I think that song's about six minutes long. Yeah, I guess I didn't really think about how long it was um, until we were halfway through it at the wedding. And I have already whispered fart in your ear about a dozen mm-hmm. times. And I don't know. We, we've had a lot of photos. And I feel like people are like, oh, yeah, this song's good. I remember that episode of Scrubs. <laughs> it's still going, huh? Well, I also think it's one of those things like at weddings where it's just kind of really awkward no matter what. Mm-hmm. Nobody really wants to watch it. I mean, I don't, I, we don't, we're not dancers, so we weren't putting on a show for anyone. We could have choreographed something, but then we would have had to pick a different song. I don't (laughs) think I would have been happy about that. No, that seems like a lot of work and I can't be bothered. If we were to choreograph something, we could have choreographed either You Suffer or maybe like Baby Got Back and (laughs) it it gets weird. We have two speeds. (laughs) Are you ready for our next song? Yes. Speaking of speed, so far we've had very growly, aggressive songs. And I'm going to take you to a a world of fantasy with uh, King Diamond. King Diamond is a singer who sang with this band called um, Merciful Fate for a long time. And on and off again. And he's like a really influential singer in kind of um, bombastic metal. And this is a song from his album. Yes, you have a question. I have a question already. Um, Yeah. Is he a real king? I don't know a lot about Denmark, but he might be. Interesting. Uh, he's certainly the, the king of Denmark metal, and his song Abigail goes like this. Already a very different vibe, yes? Yes, this feels like... Um, Is volume okay? I know it's quieter for me. Uh, it's a little quieter, yeah. And while you listen to this and maybe check out the lyrics of it, I'm going to show you a picture of the king. Oh, the king. And make sure he's in his um, regal attire. Oh, I absolutely will. Oh. Yeah, right? Okay, so this sounds like there's that scene in Labyrinth (laughs) where all the like little goblins are waking up and they're waiting for Sarah. Is her name Sarah? I forget. Sure. We just watched it. They're waiting for Sarah to like say the word so they can come steal the baby. Mm-hmm. And they're all like in a cave or something. That's the song. Okay. Uh, this is King Diamond. Oh. Yeah. So I'm showing a picture of King Diamond wearing his trademark. I think it's a trench coat or something. He has crosses on his face. He's got the, the corpus paint thing that he kind of... Is one of the originators of. Got a top hat, of course, Milady. And I believe this is a picture of him sans it. Oh. Yeah, he's, I think, in his 70s. Okay. Let's find out. He is 64. My apologies to the king. I really, like, admire the commitment to that kind of makeup because when I wear normal makeup mm-hmm. for a normal day, sitting at my desk in my air-conditioned office... I'm just like, ugh, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why won't this stay on my face? Constantly blotting. I'm sure they have their own special techniques, you know? But it's just exhausting. 
that's the goblins. Those yeah, he's those absolutely giggles. like laughing. He's giggling. So we have a little bit of time uh, on this song because there's a guitar solo, uh, which I know you love. Uh, this is from a concept album about about uh, someone named Abigail. Uh-huh. According to Wikipedia, it tells the story of a young couple, Miriam and Jonathan, who move into an old mansion. Uh, it takes place in 1845. They is were, it haunted? They are, the rival, they are warned by seven horsemen not to move in the house because if they do, 18 will become nine. Not sure what that means. Hmm. Like uh, be, like one of them will die because that's half. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, but there is a ghost of a deceased relative of Count de la Fay, the family ghost, and it is a casket shows the corpse of a stillborn child, Abigail, who this song is about. Okay, so this song is actually like, so the couple was Jonathan and Miriam. Yes. So this song it says quotes uh he's saying miriam can you hear me and then the reply i'm alive inside your wife miriam's dead i am her head (laughs) i am her head yeah i am her head lovely and then he's talking then he's like abigail blah 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 i'll get a priest he'll know how to get her soul back so this ghost baby made 18 into nine this is my assumption okay great killed miriam now the ghost baby's not inside her head it is her head so she has no head anymore instead it's just a ghost baby sitting there not the ghost baby's head the entire ghost baby sitting on her neck i don't like that and he's like oh shit let me go get a priest we'll figure this out because they know everything, right? Um, oh, but then Miriam's talking from somewhere. It's unclear because she doesn't have a head anymore. She's a baby's head. In my version. Uh, remember the stairs, the only way. Oh, Abigail, follow me to the crypt. So he's like leading Abigail somewhere to get rid of her. I mean, she's already dead. So what are you going to do? I gotta say, story-wise, this seems like something you'd be into. Like, maybe in a book. Well, yes, if you wrote this into a book. <laughs> uh, there might be a graphic novel of this. Okay. Is that close enough? We got a fade going. Close. All right, so we're going to go and cut that during the fade. That was well, a- fade's an interesting choice. Yeah, especially in a concept album where it's supposed to be a continuous story, but I don't think they got the whole cut between songs thing figured out. I always kind of wonder where... where I feel like fading is something you hear a lot in older music and less so maybe in, in more modern, modern, newer music. Um, but also like just, I feel like maybe in metal, it does, it feels more abrupt a lot of the time, not all the time, Mm -hmm. but a lot. It's just like, that's the end. That's the way I prefer it. Having said that I have used a fade in a song before because I didn't know how to end it, mm-hmm. and it just felt like an easy out. Mm. Uh, I hear this a lot with like sketch comedy. It's hard to write an ending. Mm-hmm. And with metal, if you don't have that cool triumph, da dun dun da. Mm-hmm. So like maybe that's what it is. Like actually, uh, something I was gonna tie in. Uh, a lot of the like most popular Motorhead songs end on a fade, and when they played them live, 
they would go like ba da ba ba ba, and then like have a big drum solo out like on every single song. And the tie-in is that the drummer of King Diamond on this album was former guest of Farbed Metal, Mikey D. Oh. Farbedmetal.com slash episodes for his full episode. I is don't remember. Is he like a baron is. or? Is he a baron? Well, king. I mean, is he, is he a duke? He's no longer in the band, so he's probably been cast out of the royal family. Oh, I understand. Yeah, he's the Harry of the family. Sure. I don't remember which one is in the news. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, that was an experience. Um, I like... Yeah, how do you like his singing? Well, um, I mean, I could understand it. So there's a point. Um, <laughs> I have low standards. Um, it was not what I expected. Like, it, it did remind me... I know I've used the word goblin mm-hmm. many times, but this specifically reminded me of the little weird goblins from Labyrinth. Like, that's what I imagine when I hear it, and which w- I love a weird little goblin. And when you saw his, like, face and what he looks like, is that the voice you would expect to come out of no. it? No. you expect, like, a black metal <laughs> thing, yeah. wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. King's uh, an anomaly, and he's still going and singing high like that. Wow. Look at him go. Uh, I first became aware of King Diamond because of Metallica. They did a medley of covers of his songs on their Garage Inc compilation called merciful fate and hetfield can't hit those highs but he gets a little higher you see metallica you know i'm just one of their biggest fans uh so i have one more song for you in this little thing uh if you notice the lyrics are not in english yep that uh, was gonna be my first question so this is from an album called mondo kane by mike Patton. mike Patton is a singer i adore he is from Faith No More, he's from Mr. Bungle, he's in Phantomas, Tomahawk, he's had a million billion bands. He has a vocal registry that's all over the place from screaming like a goblin, as you love, mm. to rapping. He's in uh, the Faith No More song, Epic. If you want it all, but you can't have it. It's in your face, but you can't grab it. What is it? It's it. You know it. It's it, like the ice cream. Exactly, like mm-hmm. the ice cream. Uh, this is from his album that he decided to do. It's mostly 50, I believe it's actually all 50s and 60s italian songs oh um and it goes a little something like this it is called el cielo in una stanza i decided to include it for you as a bit of a palate cleanser well thank you so much so it's gonna be weird still got some like wind chimey feel and the one year i have in for this it just sounds like spiders crawling it's so kind of what I always associate that like clinky violin tapping. Mm-hmm. Got a little uh, Danny Elfman vibe here. Yeah, this is like a little girl wandering through a forest and uh oh, she happens on an alternate dimension. <laughs> like you do. I feel like very uh, Pan's Labyrinthy. So it's 50s and 60s Italian pop songs. Uh, Patton could see the album while living in Bologna? Bologna? Bologna. Bologna? I don't know. Uh, Wikipedia describes it as Italian popular music slash easy listening. There he is. Mm. Well, this is a vibe. I love this album. This album is so good. And here's the person who apparently originated this song. Her name's Mina. Look at that hair. I know. It's incredible. An icon. 
Yeah, this is like this this feels like um it's on some movie soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Some nice like montage scene. I don't know what it's about. I wonder if I could find out. Background. Song is entirely written by Gino Paoli, who is a little-known singer-songwriter. It was inspired by the one-night relationship with a prostitute. I want to describe the moment in which you are in bed with a woman, you just had sex, and in the air you feel a sort of magic, which you don't know where it comes from, and which immediately vanishes. In that moment, you understand that you are nobody, but there's the whole world in your soul. Obviously, I cannot put the lyrics, put in the lyrics the central moment of the story, the sex act, and I started to go around in circles, talking about the rumors in the street, the walls, the spiral path, in which uh, the unsaid triumphs. And that's from the wiki page? Yes, that's the person who wrote it, apparently. Hmm. But yeah, uh, Mike Patton is an incredibly talented singer, and he's fluent in Italian. And I believe Portuguese, maybe Spanish. I know they have a couple songs by Faith and More that they've redone in Spanish. Hmm. Um See, we're not metal people aren't just scary monsters. They're occasionally Italian. <laughs> but this isn't a metal song. No, it's, it's just by someone who also does it. Right. I could I mean, I could show you some talent that goes the same route. King Diamond's all pretty much high high volume, hmm. high register metal. Mhm. Mm. I mean, it feels very nostalgic. Despite coming out in 2010. Well, yeah, but it was a remake of an older song. Correct. And sometimes when people remake, you know, you they lose a little bit of that, that nostalgic sound. But I felt it was there. So of these five songs, which is your favorite? Oh, that one. Weird. What? Maybe next time I won't include a palate cleanser and make you actually pick. <laughs> Um, hmm. Well, I could also say the second expected answer. Which... You, you suffer the shortest one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you played yourself there. Of course. <laughs> I figured. All right. Well, thank you for coming on to uh, Farther Beyond Metal. You're so welcome. Uh, Is there anything you want to hype? What have, you, what have you been enjoying lately in media, books? Well, I just want to hype the library, I guess. that's The concept of borrowing books from an institution? Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, books and more. Books Movies, and more. Movies, music. Wow. So they have everything. Really? Just go to your library. I'm sure they miss you. You never been? They miss you. You know what I mean? Get a library card. They're free. It's true. And some of them make it so things don't have late fees anymore. So if you go in, you can borrow a book and keep it forever, right? I mean, what? you shouldn't, but you could. <laughs> you could also just borrow it again. The more you borrow things, if you borrow something and then keep borrowing it, those borrowing numbers, those are important. No one cares about this, but 
circulation numbers. Whew, that's a big thing. So you're saying, like, similarly, when I was a kid and I rented the same Three Ninja movie over and over, I inflated their numbers and made that movie seem more important? Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> that and Surf Ninjas. My shit. <laughs> Anyways, that's all I got. Go to the library, kids. Cool. And that has been the first episode of Farther Beyond Metal. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, you can hear more of the show, farbeyondmetalpodcast.com. And the theme song is a terrible cover by me of Far Beyond Metal by Strapping Young Lad. I'm sure it's good. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh!